I have a message and I'm going to just jump right into that message today uh, about the hiding place that God is for us. Story is told about somebody called a house and a little boy answered the phone and he said, hello. And the man on the other end said, hello, can I speak to your dad? And he said, no. He said, well, well, maybe your mom is there. He said, yes. Well, can I speak to her? No, she's tied up right now. Um, are there any other adults there that perhaps I could speak with? Yes, he said. The firemen are here. Oh, he said, well, well let me speak to one of them. No. Uh, perhaps there's anyone nearby? There's a policeman really close. Well, can I, can I talk to him? No. What are all those people doing at your house? They're looking for me. I want to talk about finding a hiding place in God. Finding a hiding place in God. Life isn't always a direct line of sight between cause and effect. Uh, when we sow to please the Holy Spirit, that seed may take a little bit of time to grow. So the people who dip in occasionally into the space of doing what is good and responding to the Holy Spirit's voice and, and, then, and then doing whatever they want, that doesn't always show the results of the wise choice because the wise choice when they sow to please the Holy Spirit, uh, that harvest may take a little time to grow and, and so good and bad things are happening to them always and it gets lost. But there's something beautiful about people who choose to be habitual about how they sow and how they choose to please the Holy Spirit. Eventually, uh, the people who habitually sow to please the Holy Spirit, uh, that sowing will become evident in our lives because what you consistently sow will eventually bear fruit. And what we sow bears fruit and what we habitually sow creates a lifestyle. And that's essentially what Paul is talking to the Galatians about. He says, listen, guys, you're doing the right things. Don't get weary in doing those right things. Even though you may not have seen the harvest come up, don't worry. Your harvest is coming. So let me take you to Galatians 6, and I'm going to read from verse 7 to 10. Don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man will reap what he sows. And whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap the harvest of righteousness if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. Far from being a rebuke, in these verses, Paul is talking to encourage believers who are being persecuted, even though they've been doing the right things, they've been sowing the right seed, they've been earnestly wanting to please the Holy Spirit. And while their crop is still growing, some evil people have come in and bad things are happening. And they're starting to wonder if it was worth it all because it looks like the bad guys are winning. Paul isn't here encouraging us to sow to earn for our salvation or to achieve God's favor or to try and ingratiate ourselves into the heart of God. All of those things were accomplished by Jesus at the cross. When we believed, 
all of those, the favor of God, the, the, the placement of God, the, the reconnection with God were all assigned to us in Jesus Christ. They were achieved and delivered simply because we believed. But we are sowing because we have already achieved these things. And now we want to live a fruitful life in cooperation with the Holy Spirit. We sow because it's the right thing to do. And we like to go on this adventure as we walk with the Holy Spirit. So we pursue this adventure so that our position can become our practice. We are positionally seated with Christ and we want to learn how to make that position our practice. This is how we live. So those of us who habitually seek God out will discover that He is habitually found by us. Those who habitually sow to please Him will find that they habitually reap harvests. As the scripture says, those who keep on sowing their bread on the waters will soon see it returning on every wave. Now, all of the depths of God's wisdom and treasures and knowledge are found in Jesus Christ. And they are made available to every redeemed person who's interested enough to come and get him. All of the inheritance that Jesus secured for you and for me is experienced by those who ask for it. So we're not talking about works to achieve favor with God. We're talking about wisdom points that will secure a greater harvest of fruitfulness. Now, recently, I've been reading Psalm 32 and a verse jumped out and bit me in the heart as David wrote it. And it's brought such comfort and security that I'd like to share it now because I feel like it's a word and a whisper for us at this time. Psalm 32 is quoted in the New Testament in, in, by Paul and in reference to the righteousness that is earned by faith and not by works. David wrote the psalm about how blessed are the people who God credits righteousness and doesn't hold their sins against them. And he speaks about his own sin and, and, and how he, he messed up. And then he talks about how God uh, is going to treat others. Many people believe that this psalm chronologically was written after Psalm 51 where David repented. And in Psalm 51, he said, I'm going to teach sinners your way. And so this is the psalm that he wrote after that. And he talks about what we can expect uh, to God, how God's going to deal with us. And then he talks about how there are two groups of people. Some are wicked and some are righteous and how God deals with them. But let me get to the verse that spoke to me and I think is for us all. You are my hiding place in verse 7. David said this, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and you'll surround me with songs of deliverance. This idea of God being a hiding place, a place where we can run and be hidden and, and nobody can see where we are, a place of safety and security, of blessing, of prosperity, of peace, and, and that we hide ourselves there. This is a theme that's spun again and again, and especially by David throughout the Psalms. Psalm 119, 114, he said, You are my hiding place and my shield. I will wait for your word. Psalm 46, verse 1, God is a refuge and a strength, an ever-present help in a time of trouble. So before I unpack that verse, I want to just look at the, the, the second two things that God said, because I want to come back to focus on, you are my hiding place. But, but David said, you are my hiding place. And then the second stanza, the second piece of that, he said, you protect me from trouble. You are my hiding place. 
you will protect me from trouble. Somebody once said to me, trouble keeps finding me. And the answer is, Jesus will keep protecting you. But you and I have a choice to decide where we're going to be when trouble comes. The question is not, does trouble going, is trouble going to find you at some stage in your life? Yes. Some stage, every one of us is, finds ourselves staring down trouble. The question is, where do you want to be in your heart and in your mind and in your spirit when trouble comes? Because God is the God who likes to protect us from trouble. For those too strong for us, as David said, even from the trouble that we ourselves have created, God wants to protect us from that trouble too. He hides us and he protects us from trouble. It's one of the things that David said is a benefit, is a, is a part of finding God as my hiding place. When I come to him and hide in him, he protects me from trouble. Now, I don't know what troubles you may be facing, but this one thing I do know that if you will pursue the Lord, if you will reach in and make Him your hiding place, He will protect you from trouble. Some of the troubles in my life were my own foolishness. Some of the troubles in my life were my own negligence. Some of the troubles in my life were just other people just being mean. Whatever the troubles, God will protect us from them. So Psalm 91, One thing I've asked of the Lord, this one thing do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate and seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe from His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me on a rock. One of the versions of the Bible says, For there I'll be when trouble comes. When trouble comes to our life, where will you be found? And these two are inextricably linked, making God our hiding place and experiencing His protection. Duck behind the shield and the arrows won't hit you. Sounds pretty obvious. But if we'll make the Most High our hiding place, if He becomes our shelter, if we hide in the shelter of His presence, then trouble can't find us and trouble will be broken over our lives. Friends, I don't know if you're facing any trouble, but I have an answer for you. You are my hiding place. You protect me. You will protect me from trouble. Second thing he said, you will surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Not everybody knows that God likes to surround his people with songs. God sings over our lives. He rejoices, dances, and shouts over your life. The God who watches you, who never slumbers or sleeps, who, who knows every hair on your head, who sees everything that's going on in your heart and still loves you anyway. The God who watches over your life, loves to surround you. There's so much about you that He delights in because He fashioned you for a purpose. And He doesn't just see what is in your heart currently. He also sees who you are going to become because He's put His call on your life. He's put His hand on your life. He hasn't forgotten you. In the Scriptures, He said, I, 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 could, no, I could no longer, like a mother, the child at her breast. 
He said, even if that was possible, even if that mother could forget, I will not forget you is what the Lord said. And that's simply what the Lord's doing. He's watching over you. Now, he, He's going to sing over your life. He's going to rejoice over you. And if you'll just take a little time, if you find God in the hiding place, not only will He protect you from trouble, but He'll sing songs of deliverance over you. And if you're quiet enough, you'll begin to hear the songs of deliverance. Zephaniah 3 verse 17 says, The Lord your God is with you, a mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In His love, He will no longer rebuke you, but He will rejoice over you with singing. The mighty warrior who saves is rejoicing right now over you with singing. And the Bible says that those who will seek Him, that is going to be the benefit. That word for rejoice over you means to speak around with great joy, to shout aloud, to sing loudly with songs of deliverance. Now I'm intrigued that the Bible doesn't say the song of deliverance. It says songs of deliverance. He's not a one-hit wonder here. There are overwhelming floods and streams of different songs of deliverance. And you're saying, but my circumstances are unique. The knot that I've bound my life up into is just too tight. I can't get out. Well, there is a song of deliverance from God even for that. There are songs of deliverance that God wants to sing over your life. And David said, all three work together. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and you'll surround me with songs of deliverance. I want to talk about this idea that David said, you are my hiding place. See, if I'm, if I'm out on, going for a walk and uh, I'm caught out in a massive thunderstorm, I'm up on a mountain, a massive thunderstorm is coming and there's lightning and it's dangerous. And I look over and I see a hiding place, a cave that is protected in back. And I go, oh, look, there's a hiding place. But I don't personally run into it. Then that's just a hiding place. But David didn't say you are a hiding place. He said you are my hiding place. You are the place that I go to when trouble comes. There is a place that I've discovered, David said, and I run to him. He is my hiding place. You know, the, the gospel of substitution makes him our refuge who otherwise would have been our judge. It makes the one whose holiness would have forced our rejection to be the one by whose holiness we can now enter. Whose presence uh, used to make us scatter and try and cover ourselves now is the one to whom we run as our hiding place. His presence is our life. See, our real safety, both spiritually and physically, is not the absence of danger, but the presence of Jesus. You are my hiding place, David said. And let's face it, David had ample opportunity to make use of the Lord as his hiding place. David had people wanting to kill him and deceive him and fight him. And he, he didn't just say a, a hiding place. He said my hiding place. I'm not standing around just merely acknowledging that God could be a hiding place. I'm going to make him mine. So I want to ask you a question. Where do you hide when life squeezes you tightly? See, we won't learn to reign in life by one Christ Jesus if we haven't learned that our life are hidden in Christ Jesus. Celebrating our hiddenness in Jesus is a great joy. He is 
our hiding place. Our shame, our condemnation, our accusation cannot find us, cannot get access to us because we have entered the hiding place of Jesus. Now, I know that you know this. I know that this is what our gospel declares. When you believed, you were taken by the Holy Spirit. You were put to death, the old you. The old you was circumcised off. You were baptized into the body of Jesus Christ by the Holy Spirit. You were sealed in the body of Christ. And you are now hidden with Christ in God. You are hidden in Christ. And I understand that that's exactly where you are positionally. But I want to say that you and I have a responsibility too. I want to encourage you as a wisdom principle to come to Him and make Him your stronghold. Psalm 37, David said, The salvation of the righteous comes from the Lord. He is their stronghold in times of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them and He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in Him. I'm going to encourage you in this time that you say, Lord, I am going to be the somebody who decides where I hide. You have to make a decision. I'm going to decide where I hide. I have discovered, I've stumbled upon a truth. Jesus wants to be a hiding place for me. He wants to be a place that protects me and surrounds me with songs of deliverance. So the moment I'm feeling squeezed, the moment life is pressuring me, the moment enemies assail me, I have made a decision. I know where to go. I know where the hiding place is. And I just want to say to you, friends, we've been squeezed a little in this COVID time. This is your moment. Decide where you hide decide to come running. And the Bible says, because they take refuge in Him, the Lord helps them and delivers them. So make up your mind to take refuge in the Lord. And if I'm going to make, secondly, if I'm going to make the Lord my hiding place, I have to practice running towards the hiding place. Not just decide where to hide, but practice running to that hiding place. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower, and the righteous run to it and are safe. Some people say, well, you know, you guys are just wimps. You just, you just lean on God like a crutch. Yeah, more than that, I lean on Him for everything. I have made a decision. I decide where to hide. I know where to hide, and I run towards Him. When the day of trouble comes, I go running to the safe place. It's the logical thing to do. If you're facing pressure, if you're facing trouble, if you're facing lack, I have some good news for you. The name of the Lord is going to be a strong tower for you. And you can run in, run to the Lord and find peace and find safety and find hope. Decide where to hide. Practice running. Make it a habit. I'm going to run. And so I I would just encourage you in the mornings when you get up, go after God. Go running to Him. Say, Lord, here I am. I'm ready for the orders of the day. What do you want us to do? Where should we go? What should I accomplish today? What is your will, my Father? Thirdly, I want to say, if you want to make the Lord your hiding place, you are my hiding place, then we have to learn to dwell in the secret place. Decide where to hide. Practice running there and then learn how to dwell in that secret place. Just imagine if we're up on a mountain and the storm is coming and we run into a cave and it's beautiful. And there's space for everything that we need. And the storm is raging and the lightning is, and wind is blowing and hail is coming down. 
but we're safe and warm and provisioned in this place where God is our hiding place. I want you to imagine that Jesus makes this offer to you. If you'll come in and make me your hiding place, then I'll provide everything you need. You can be at rest and at peace while a storm rages outside, but it will not touch you. Psalm 91. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place, no evil will befall you nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. See, he didn't say because the Lord made himself your dwelling. He said, you have made the Lord your dwelling place. So I just want to say, practice this dwelling in the presence of the Lord. I'd like to give you an an idea. I'd like to give you a suggestion. Why don't you take a little moment, go somewhere and say, Lord, here I am. Take 10 minutes, 15 minutes and just Dwell there. Don't have to pray. You don't have to sing. You don't have to read. Just go and sit with the Lord. Learn how to listen to His voice. So let me recap this all for us. David said, and it's a great truth for us right now. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble. You will surround me with songs of deliverance. Right now is a moment where the invitation, the offer from the Spirit of God is wide open. Come running to Jesus. Find Him to be your hiding place. And when you do, I will protect you from trouble. And I'm going to surround you. Stereo, quadraphonic sound. I'm going to surround you with songs of deliverance. Beautiful songs. You're going to see me blessing and changing and changing everything around you. But it will not come near you. But in order for us to do that, that is already provisioned for us in the cross of Jesus. But in order for you and I to experience that, make up your mind. Decide where you hide. Practice running to that hiding place. And when you're there, learn how to dwell. Because if you've made the Lord your dwelling place, then no harm can come to you. We miss you guys. We're looking forward to getting back together again. We're thinking through how to have worship evenings and how to have baptismal services and how to do all these wonderful things in a post-COVID world. Um, And uh, we're praying for you regularly. We pray for you every single day, in fact. And uh, we can't wait to get back together again. God bless you and thanks for being with us today.